Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so very much for joining me for another broadcast of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I've got some exciting news. We're going to start a whole new series, and this series is entitled, wait for it, wait for it. Here it goes. People bondage. It's entitled People Bondage. You know, the fear of man brings a snare. And I love the way the Message Bible says it. It says it this way, that the fear of man or the fear of human opinion disables. My friend, it's time for you and I to break out of that fear and break out and do what Jesus has called us to do. This is why we're in the series entitled People Bondage. And today's message is part number one of that series. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It is there. You'll find part one and so forth right there on the website. So just look for it by name. The series is entitled People Bondage. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message. It's part one of the series entitled People Bondage right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. Well, today we're going to um, start our series today. Some of you may have picked up on what series we're going to start today since we've, been, since we've had uh, these cards on the uh, side table for about a month now. And today is July the 16th. It is the day after my wife's birthday. Yay! A few days after Junior's birthday. He's five now. Woo! All right. How many other January babies we have in here today? Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm just a few months. See, I'm thinking about a.m. again, 1 a.m. again. There we go. How many other July babies we have in here again today? Just a few. Okay, that's it. Well, praise the Lord. We will welcome you. We thank God for all of our July babies. Those of you that are online, are you, were you born in July too? Well, if you were, put us a note down in the comment section. We would love to celebrate your birthday with you. Praise the Lord. And maybe even send you a special gift. Shh, don't tell anybody. All right, so uh, we want to just thank all of, all of you today, and today we'll start our new series entitled, anybody, Breaking Free from People Bondage, or just simply People Bondage. That's a big, that's a big thing. That's a big thing, People Bondage. So we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to begin this series today, possibly a seven-part series, and once we're done with this series, if you're praying with us, I believe that you'll be free from people bondage or at the least on your way out of that cave. Hallelujah. And that those chains would be broken. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus name for the day. We thank you uh, for speaking, us, speaking to us today by your spirit. And we do invite your presence in this place. Lord, I need you so desperately. I need you. I need you to speak. I need you to uh, speak to every person. Lord, I admit my weaknesses, and I, I admit, Lord, that I don't know everything. I don't know everything at all, barely anything. But, Lord, you know everything. So, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us today. We ask that you would feed us today, that you would lead us out of this thing called people bondage. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, <clears throat> as we get started in this, uh, that's we're going to ask a few questions. One is, uh, what is people bondage? What is people bondage? Has anyone ever heard that term before, people bondage? A few people may have heard of that term before, people bondage. People bondage is the fear of man. The fear of man. Uh, we can say the fear of woman. It's the fear of simply other people. Uh, the fear of what others may be 
thinking about you. Fear. I'm afraid. And, you know, and there are extreme cases of fear of man. Some people are afraid of clowns. You know, ooh, they can be scary, though, I tell you what. Some people can be afraid of heights. That's a pretty scary thing, too. There are a lot of things that we are afraid of in life. But fear is simply an opportunity to overcome. An opportunity to overcome. And then others are afraid of other people. Afraid of what they would think about us. Afraid of what they may say about us. And these things can hold us in captivity. Can lock us away. And when we break free of these things, really your true giftings can come forth. The true you can come forth and can greatly shine. The enemy has gone through great expense. And I will even say our society goes through great expense uh, to demean, to demean us. This is one way they sell their products is by, you know, in order for, in order for them to sell you a, um, a weight loss shake, they got to show you somebody that, that looks similar to what I do. Well, well, not really like me, but you understand. They have to show you something that looks perfect to show you that you are imperfect. They're masters at putting people down in order to build themselves up to sell their products. So the society, so our society as a whole, look at all the advertisements and everything. Everything is so glamorous and so beautiful. And if we don't make, meet into that type of standard, we say that we're ugly. Right. If we don't look like the Hollywood starlet or the Hollywood, you know, foxy person or whatever that is, then we say we're not. If I don't have the long flowing hair or this or that or the eight pack and all that stuff, let me hide behind the pulpit. If I don't have if I don't have all that, then I'm not attractive. Right. But no, that's not the truth. So today we're going to really deal with all of that and deal with um, getting out of being free from people bondage. So we've got a confession that we're going to say. We're going to say this for the next uh, seven sessions or so, and uh, they're going to put that up on the screen. And I want you really to, <clears throat> you can say this with me and, um, and just declare it because we just declare it because we know that once our words go forth, it begins to create or carve out a path for us. Your words are extremely powerful. Uh, you can speak doom or gloom on your life, and you will eventually see that fulfilled in your life. You'll never go past your own words. If you continually say you'll be nothing, you won't have this, you won't have that, guess what? You won't have it. You'll never do it. You'll never arise above your own words. you never arise above your own confession. If you, if you continually say, I'll be broke, I'll never have anything, although someone gives you, $100,000. You'll soon lose that and be right back to the level of your own words. You will never rise above your own confession. Your confession is the watermark of your life. I pray you hear that. <clears throat> your confession is the watermark of your life. How you think about you, what you say about you, what you say about those around you, that's the watermark of your life. And really we can say this as well, that we are... <clears throat> Uh, scientists or social experts experts say that we are the average of the five people average of the five closest people in your life you are the average of them you're the average uh look at the five closest people in your life 
um, in their incomes and uh, how they live, so forth and so on. You are the average of the five closest people in your life. So how do you change the average? You need to change a new circle, get a new circle, get more people into your life. Make sense? Y'all with me today? So let's, let's go over this confession. And I pray you're with me today. It's, and it goes like this. You can say with me. I am loved and accepted by God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Because I believe in Jesus, there is no judgment against me. I am a fearless believer, and I will seize every God opportunity that is presented before me. Today, I declare that I am more than enough. I will live my dreams and move ever forward into divine destiny. Are you with me today? All right, so let me say that. Let's say that one more time, but let's say it with authority. Let's go. I am loved and accepted by God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Because I believe in Jesus, there is no judgment against me. I am a fearless believer and I will seize every God opportunity that is presented before me. Today, I declare that I am more than enough. I will live my dreams and move ever forward into divine destiny. Say hallelujah. 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 All right. So uh, what exactly, when we're talking about people bondage, what exactly are we afraid of? What exactly are people afraid of? We say, well, people are afraid of people. Well, what exactly are they afraid of? There are about uh, eight things, about, um, about eight things that, that really cause people uh, to be afraid. The first thing is, now, when this hits you, you can say, ouch, or just keep looking straight ahead. What are people exactly afraid? You say, I'm afraid of, afraid of other people. I, I'm afraid to get up and stand and speak before people. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to tell them about my idea. I'm afraid. I'm, you know, I'm afraid. Well, what exactly are they afraid of? There are about eight things. One, uh, fear of disapproval. Fear of disapproval. Secondly, fear of judgment. Thirdly, fear of criticism. Fourth, fear of not being enough. That's a big one. Fear of not being enough. Uh, fifth, fear of rejection. Sixth, fear of uh, being unloved. Seventh, fear of being alone. Once you tell them this, they're going to leave. And eighth, fear of being misunderstood. Let me tell you those again. One, the first one is fear of disapproval. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to stand before them. I'm not going to do it because they may disapprove of me. Secondly, fear of judgment. Third, criticism. Fourth, the fear of not being enough, not having enough. I'm not sure how many of you have ever felt that way before. Have you ever gone places where you felt like you were tolerated? They tolerated you being there? They didn't really want you there. They just tolerated it. And have you ever gone places where you felt like you were celebrated? You know, I often go back to that old show, Cheers, where Norm walks in the room, Norm, right? They celebrate him, Norm, we're so glad that you're here. You want to go those places. 
But you don't want to go places where you feel like you're tolerated, where you feel like you're an outcast, like nobody likes you. You don't want to go back there. You don't feel like it. Some places we have to go, but we don't want to go there. But these are things that we fear. We fear rejection. We fear being unloved. We fear being alone. We fear being misunderstood. So when people talk about people bondage or saying that I fear people, I'm afraid of people. And, um, you know, this, these are some of the things that they're talking about. Now, what causes or what does this fear cause? There are seven things that this fear causes, about seven things. And see if this fits you, too. One, it, uh, when this fear of people bondage or the fear of people has invaded your life, it will, number one, cause you to withdraw from others. Cause you to step back. Secondly, it will cause you to be shy. I'm, I'm shy. I don't want to. No, 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 no. You put the mic over there. I don't want. I want to stay in the back. You go forward. You let them see you. Let them see you, not me. Let them see you. We don't want the light to shine on us. No, don't shine on me. Shine it over there. Them, not me. Right? Thirdly, a fear of a fear to launch forward. We don't want to go out. We don't want to go out. Let's stay in my little comfortable place. Is that you online community? Is that you? Do you want to just stay in your little comfortable place? Ooh, don't want to go out. Don't want to go out. But yet and still, you know, when we know that uh, there is greatness on the inside of us. But if this is here, if we're in people bondage, we have a fear to launch forward. Uh, fourth, um, you can also experience disobedience to God. Because we're so fearful, we won't obey God. And we'll look at some other examples of that today. Fifth, shyness, or rather, uh, sadness, sadness, sadness. And sixth, depression. If we're so afraid of others, we can get sad, depressed. And seventh, of course, low self-esteem. Low self-esteem, having a low opinion of you. I want to see everybody, anybody ever been there before. So now this is not an isolated incident between you and I, even those that are watching now. This is something that affects our society as a whole. There are thousands of people in our culture today that are suffering with some form of social anxiety or another. That's the big term, social anxiety. Some have mild cases where they may get sweaty palms when they go out to some place. And others are in extreme measures. They can't leave their house. Because they're so afraid of other people. So some of us fall right in between those two places. But there's good news that the word of God holds the answer for all of this. And Jesus gives you the ability to break, as you see on that graphic. He gives you the ability to break that. And this is what we're after today. All right. So were there anyone, was there anyone in the Bible that suffered with people bondage? Was there, do you think there's anyone in the Bible that suffered with that? Of course there were. Absolutely. There were a lot of people in Scripture, mighty men and women of God, that suffered with what's called people bondage. The difference is between uh, some overcame them, some overcame the bondage and the fear, but others did not. The difference between the two is really their obedience or their disobedience to God. Let's look at the first case today. Y'all stay with me today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's try that unit over there, okay? Let's look at Jeremiah. Let's look at Jeremiah 1, verses 4 through 8. Jeremiah 1, verses 4 through 8. 
We're going to look at this young man here and see what God says to him as he calls him into service. Jeremiah 1, verses 4 through 8, out of the King James Version. And this is how it reads. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, here's Jeremiah. Jeremiah, what is he saying? Uh, this said I, uh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. I can't talk to them. Jesus, or the Lord, the Father, is saying to him, come, I want to use you. But he comes back with a, he comes back with a rejection. Lord, I'm afraid. I'm a child. I can't speak to them. Verse 7, but the Lord said unto, unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go uh, to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Verse 8, the Lord says here, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. How many times have we been afraid of people's faces? Anybody been afraid of somebody's face? How are they going to look at you? How they, what they, because the face tells a story. God tells Jeremiah, don't fear their faces, because I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's look at another one. Let's look at Exodus, the fourth chapter, Exodus 4. And let's see the struggle that even Moses, the great prophet Moses, let's see what struggle he had in uh, Exodus, the fourth chapter, verses 10 through 17. This time we'll read this out of the Message Bible because I love what it, love how it reads. Moses struggled with fear. As a matter of fact, you'll see that a lot of the greatest people that God used in Scripture, many of the greatest people that use in Scripture struggle with fear. Some type of fear. Afraid to move forward. Afraid to go forward. Let's look at Moses here. In Exodus 4, chapter, verses 10 through 17. Uh, the Message Bible, it says, Moses um, raised another objection to God because God was calling him. So we're going right into a conversation. Moses raised another objection to God. Master, please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words, neither before nor after you spoke to me. I stutter and stammer. Now, for many people, and this was part of my testimony as well, for many people, a stutter and a stammer has to do with any, this is a, an emotional or psychological disorder. Because when pressure is put on an individual to perform or to say something, to perform or say something, when you think that you're not good enough or that you won't have the right words to say or that you're going to mess up, usually it will, it will manifest itself into a stutter or stammer. Moses said, I can't talk. I stutter and I stammer. God said, and who do you think made the human mouth? And who makes some mute, some deaf, some sighted, some blind? Isn't it I, God? So get going. I'll be right there with you, with your mouth. Uh, I'll be right there to teach you what to say. So that should have settled it all, right? But in verse number 13, he says, he said, oh, master, please send somebody else. Have you ever been so afraid that you ask God, send somebody else? Don't, I don't want to go and talk to them. Send somebody else. What happened? How did the father... Um, uh, think about this. Well, how's, how's the Lord react? God got angry with Moses. Don't you have a brother, Aaron the Levite? Uh, he's good with words. I know he is. 
He speaks very well. In fact, at this, at this very moment, he's on his way to meet you. When he sees you, he'll, uh, he's going to be glad. Uh, you'll speak to him and tell him what to say. I'll be right there with you as you speak, speak and uh, with him as he speaks, teaching you step by step. He will speak to the people for you. He'll act as your mouth, but you'll decide what comes out of it. See here again. Uh, let me finish reading. Now take this staff in your hand. You use it to do the signs. Now notice again, Moses did not have problem to speaking with his brother or in other places. God said, you talk to him. The objection was not to speak, but it was to speak in front of someone in authority. I might not have the right words to say to them, but speaking with his brother seemed to be no problem whatsoever. But here again, we can be afraid of other people, people in authority, fear of their judgment, fear of their criticism, uh, fear of being uh, misunderstood. So these things, things will happen. So we think maybe that settled the whole thing, right? No, not really. Exodus the sixth chapter, verse number 29 through 30. And it says this, God addressed Moses saying, I am God. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything I say to you. How did Moses respond again? And Moses answered, look at me. I stutter. Why would Pharaoh listen to me? Continues, Moses continued to raise objections before God. I can't do this. I stutter. I stammer. I have a low self-opinion and worth about me. I cannot go. But one thing about Moses, even though he was afraid, he went anyway. He did it anyway. He stood. He still stood before Pharaoh. Are you hearing? Let's look at another case here. Let's look at the 10 spies. The 10 spies in Numbers, the 13th chapter, verses 30 through 33. Again, out of the Message Bible. Listen to how this reads. Are y'all still with me today? I don't, I don't really feel you today. So I'm thank, thankful that you're praying with me. Numbers, the 13th chapter, verse 30 through 33. This is how it says. Caleb interrupted. Now, of course, this is after the, ten, the 12 spies went out and they spied the land and they came back and 10 spies out of the 12 had a negative report and two spies, Caleb and Joshua, had a positive report, a, a report that was filled with faith. Uh, but the, the 10 spies came with a negative report and so they began to disrupt the people and Caleb interrupted. This is how it starts here in verse 30. Caleb interrupted. Um, Uh, called for silence before Moses and said, let's go up and take the land now. We can do it. Now listen to the fear because you can hear fear in people's voices. Listen to their fear in verse 31 through 33. It says, but the other said, we can't attack those people. They're way stronger than we are. I love that. They're way stronger than we are. Um, they spread uh, they spread scary rumors among the people of Israel and said, uh, we scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people whole. Everyone uh, we saw was huge. Why? We even saw the Nephilim giants, the um, the um, Anak uh, giants uh, come from the uh, come from the Nephilim. Um, alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers and they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. So here we are. <clears throat> now we know that the Nephilim were the children of the fallen angels, children of the fallen. 
uh, after the war of heaven and so forth and so on. And uh, the fallen angels fell down uh, to earth and they saw the daughters of men that they were pleasing and attractive in their sight. And so they had children. Thus, the Nephilim were born. These were the giants. Now, many of them uh, were destroyed in the flood of Noah. Many of them were destroyed, but not all, apparently. So they were still Nephilim, uh, the children of fallen angels. And when a fallen angel, here again, has a baby with a human, human woman, the child grows large and abnormal. There are some cases in Scripture where you find in historical facts, uh, some have found uh, people with um, uh, six fingers on a hand, six fingers and um, six toes. You know, and so they grew large. They grew like giants. And they were terrifying to look upon. And many, of course, all of them were wicked and evil. And this was the state of man uh, before the flood. So they saw them and they were terrified. Even though God had given them a word, go and take the land, go and possess it. They believed more uh, in their own inability than they did of, on God's ability. Make sense to you? Let me show you one more. Then we begin to close out today. Thank you so much for your time. First Samuel, the 15th chapter, first Samuel 15 verses 23 through 25. We'll read this to you out of the New Living Translation. Here's God talking to the king uh, Saul. Now you see in this chapter how Saul had a poor opinion of himself. Samuel says, when you were, when you were small in your own sight, that's when God actually called you. When you thought that you were little or nothing, God called you then. In other words, God approved of you before you approved of yourself. Now, that's very big. He approved of you before you proved, approved of yourself. And that's when actually he ordained Saul to be king. When Saul still had a poor opinion of himself. In other words, God saw him as mighty, but Saul saw himself as poor. And you'll see this. God sent them on a mission and told him to go and wipe out uh, this other nation, destroy everything. And Saul said, yeah, I've done that, but not really the case. Let's look at verse 23. Uh, Samuel talking to Saul, now the prophet Samuel saying, rebellion is as uh, sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as uh, worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Look at Saul. Look how, look how he responds when he's found out. He says, uh, then Saul admitted to Samuel, yes, I have sinned. I have uh, disobeyed your instructions and the Lord's commandment. Why did you disobey the Lord? What did he say? For I was what? I was afraid of who? The people. I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. But now please forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. So here, plainly, Saul said, I didn't follow the word of God. I didn't do what you wanted me to do because I was afraid of people. There'll be many opportunities for you to say something on the Lord's behalf. And for some, they'll reject God's word because they look at themselves and because they're wondering how somebody else is going to think about them. That's people bondage. Are you hearing me? Now, being afraid is not sinful. But being afraid and allowing the fear to stop you, that creates sin. As a matter of fact, let's look at one more. Let's look at Revelation, the 21st chapter, Revelation 21. And this will give you a very clear indication of this. Revelation 21, verse number six says this. 
And he said unto me, it is done. This is Jesus talking to John. In the book of Revelation, Revelation 21, verse 6 through 8. And he said to me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the mount of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. He that overcomes will inherit all things. There'll be things for us to overcome. He that overcometh will inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But, come on somebody say but. But the what? Who's the first person on the list? The fearful. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and who murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, here again, who's at the top of the list? The fearful. Not those that, oh, I'm, I'm a, that's not being, being afraid is not a sin. But being afraid and then rejecting what God has said to you. And not doing what he has said. Then that becomes sin. The word fearful really is interpreted being full of fear. Fearful, fearful, being full of fear or being a faithless. Uh, these are those who reject true conviction or who lack true conviction over what God has said. Does that make sense to you? So let me show you just two more. What does God say about this? And we will stop here for today. And again, I thank you so much for your time. Proverbs 20, Proverbs 29, verse 25 says this. Proverbs 29 and verse 25. Look at the wisdom of God as it relates to fear. Proverbs 29, verse 25. Uh, the King James Version first, it says this. The fear of man bringeth a snare. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be free, rather shall be safe. Now look at that same scripture in the Message Bible. How does it read? It says, the fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God keeps you from that. Or rather, keeps trusting in God protects you from that. The fear of human opinion. When we are afraid of what others will say, what others will do, it will disable you. It will lock you down. Some of you have smartphones or tablets or, or, or other devices and um, you know how to disable your Wi-Fi or to dis disable your mobile mobile data. You know how to do that. Those of you online, you you know how to do that when you slide the thing over and you disable something. Anybody know how to disable something on a mobile device? Well, when you disable it, it can no longer function. It can no longer do what it was intended to do. The Bible says that it is the fear of human opinion that swipes you over that shuts you down as long as you are afraid of what they will say about you as long as, as long as you are afraid of what they would think about you you will swipe yourself over and shut your gift down now the enemy comes at you so much and some people come at you so much because they know you have a gift in you and by and large not everybody celebrates you we understand that right some people are jealous of you and they'll try to talk you down because they don't want you to move forward in the plans that you have for your own life. So, again, don't let people, um, don't let that fear cause you to disable the talents and the gift on the inside of you. When God has given you such, such 
I mean, so much of a wonderful gift. So much of a wonderful gift. Don't let them steal or take away your passion, your joy, and your dreams. Don't allow the fear of human opinion to disable you. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop there in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus that your people will begin to take another look at what they are afraid of. But most importantly, Father, I pray that they will take another look at to what they are leaving behind. Because the moment we disable, the moment we disable the gift because of fear, we've dug a hole and we've put it away. Father, I pray that their gift will burn so brightly and that's so deep in us that we will not allow what other people would say or think to stop us from what you, we know that you've called us to do. Father, I pray that you'll birth in us a bravery and a boldness to stand out and be the people that you've commissioned. Lord, we pray that you would have your way in us and that today that you would break that bondage, that you would break that fear off of our lives. That every man, woman, boy, or girl will simply go free. Today, Father, we seek you today. We seek you for that. We seek you for freedom from every form, from all forms of people bondage. Bless your people today in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, if there's anyone today... We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.